Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace of the Visionetics Institute dropping in on you uh, as promised um, on yesterday. I am going to share with you this morning 10 laws that govern the subconscious. And some of you may be wondering uh, why is it important to understand the subconscious and gain an understanding of how it operates and how it works. Well, Unbeknownst to most people, the subconscious is the predominant uh, governing and guiding force of your behavior. Uh, anywhere from 96 to 98% of what you do on a daily basis is governed by your subconscious. Think once your subconscious becomes aware of something and it is grained into and uh, becomes a part of your belief system, becomes a part of your awareness, it governs how you behave in that situation. The vast majority of everything you do is governed by the subconscious. Now, you have it, it, to give you an idea of how powerful the subconscious is. The subconscious mind has the ability uh, to utilize the brain to process four, bi four billion bits of information per second, and, I, and that's per second. Where the conscious mind uses the brain to process uh, approximately two thousand bits of information per second. So you can see the difference in the power of the subconscious mind. Let me put it to you another way so that you can gain an even uh, more lucid understanding of the power of the subconscious mind, where the, sub, where the conscious mind can be aware of what you focus on. In other words, when something is happening, just imagine for there to be 4,000 bits of information per second, there has to be a lot going on in your environment for your brain to be able to catch that. Well, your conscious mind doesn't see everything. Your conscious mind sees what you focus on, what you're thinking about at the time, and it zeroes in on it. And so it, it, it sees that. The subconscious mind, everything you hear, even in an ambient manner where you don't realize you're hearing it, but it's playing in the background, it's being spoken in the background, it's happening in the background. Everything you see, hear, feel, smell is being logged into your subconscious, it's being categorized, it's being filed away, and it's being used as a point of reference in the future. Uh, now, depending upon the amount of importance you apply to any of these experiences with your conscious mind, that will determine where it's filed away by the subconscious and how quickly it's accessed and used in the future. Well, I want to kind of break down to you 10 laws that govern the use of the subconscious. The subconscious is so powerful because it is a subconscious that's going to drive you towards the things you want in life. You ever see somebody and you say, man, why do they keep doing the same thing over and over again? Because it's programmed into their subconscious. Up until the age of seven, you are constantly in a state of theta, meaning that you are either imagining things or observing and absorbing things. You're learning, you're wiring your brain with either your imaginations, things you create out of nothing, or with things you observe. And that happens to the age of seven. And then after that, the brain starts to move into a state of theta. Uh, the subconscious moves to the state of beta, uh, and the conscious becomes alpha, but the beta actually controls uh, the behavior. And the only reason that you will refer to the conscious as alpha, because your conscious is what determines what will allow you to go in and program the beta programming inside of the subconscious. I hope that I'm making sense. Okay, so what happens is after that age, everything you do, about 95% of the things you do from that point on, age seven on up, is going to be controlled by what you have hardwired in your brain, your belief system, 
what you what you know about laws, social laws, legal laws, uh, how to engage people. You know, you're going to, you know, at that time, you know, the rules of engagement in, in social culture, all of that is going to be observed. Uh, and then what you believe to be real and what you believe to be possible possible will be based either on what you have observed or what you have imagined and created. The problem is with most of, us, most of us is we don't see the power in the imagination. So we literally strain it out of our kids by the age of seven. We had it done to us. We do it to our kids. And we think we're doing it by protecting them. We want your heads out of the clouds. Get your heads out of the cloud and focus on what's in front of you. That's nice to have that dream. It's nice to think about that, but that's not going to happen. This is your reality. You need to come down to earth and you need to deal with it. Well, the problem is the imagination is where we create things. And that brings actually into play the first law. The first law is that the subconscious mind cannot distinguish between what is real and what is fake. It can't determine that you are imagining something. It only knows what it's seeing, it's feeling, and it's envisioning. And when you live, deal with kids, their imagination is unimaginable. It's real. I mean, you can literally feel. And when you start to open up your imagination, you're going to find that you can sense smells. You ever have a nostalgic moment and you can literally smell what it smelled like when you were at that place you're now thinking about. You can smell it. You can feel that the hair start to stand up on you. That's the imagination and awakening the memory and making it real again. You're not remembering it any longer. You're reliving it. You're re-experiencing it. Unfortunately, that's the same thing that happens with PTSD and complex trauma when somebody's been traumatized. When they have a traumatic episode, they're not remembering the event. They're literally reliving it in every way. And it's real to them at that moment. Okay, so what does that mean when you say that the the, the subconscious mind utilizing the, un, the non-conscious brain has the ability, I mean, does not have the ability to distinguish between what is real and what is imagined. It means that that's how you create a new reality. Because remember, your, your, your subconscious, as you learn some of these rules, are going to find out that your subconscious tends to support your, your current belief system. So it's functioning and operating on the program that you have operating at this time. Well, how do I change the program? I have to create it in my imagination. I have to see it before I live it. If I don't have the capacity to see it, I'm always functioning and thinking and creating energy off of what exists now, which perpetuates the cycle. So in other words, I have to be able to create and envision and see with clarity and depth and even feel. When you really get good at this, when you're looking at it and say, okay, this is where I'm going to be a year from but you're looking at it and you're living in it. You're not there a year from now. You're there in it now as far as the brain is concerned, as far as the mind is concerned. You're there now. You're living in it. And what happens is if you do that constantly, what will happen is your brain starts to see you as. You can say, I mean, and, and, and people don't get this and people think that it's foolishness, but this isn't some philosophy. This isn't some esoteric uh, uh, rhetoric. This is scientifically proven the power of consciousness on, on either the conscious level or the subconscious level. So what happens is, you know, you, you got to see, if you say, I want to build wealth, I want to establish a net worth of over a million dollars, then you've got to say, I'm a millionaire. You've got to sit up and envision what that looks like, what it feels like, what you'll do when you reach it. How will you use it to benefit others? All of these things that are going to give you these good feelings because these emotional feelings that you are feeling inside your body are literally operating this consciousness operating at a cellular level. It's literally the consciousness of the universe that you're connecting with because everything you ever desire, first of all, everything you've ever experienced, 
everything you are experiencing now and everything you will ever experience is already present in the consciousness that's around you in the way of energy. It's out there. There's nothing new ever. It's just whether you can go out and get it with your mind and bring it back to you. Most people are being trained to only focus on where they're at now, so they tend to build these hardwired neural pathways that focus on the negative, and it re repeats itself over and over again. What do you have to do? You've got to be able to get into your head and say, you know what, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Uh, some time ago, I went through, you know, and I've said this numerous times, I went through the hardest part of my life. Uh, I had made all of these unbelievable accomplishments. I'm, I'm riding cloud nine and I crash. When I crash, I go tumbling from the top of the mountain to the back. I'm flat on my back. I am hit. I'm worse off than when I started. And, 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 and people are looking at me and they're looking. And a lot of people are looking because they've been wishing for it. Other people are looking because they're trying to determine what this guy is going to do. He's always had it run one smooth for him. How is he going to respond in adversity? And other people are looking just to say, man, I don't know what's going to happen. And what everybody had to say is, why in the hell are you smiling? Why in the hell do you come out with all of this energy when you're getting your butt kicked? And, see, I, and I tell them, and most people don't understand it, so I'm hoping that you can gain an understanding of it from what I'm going to share with you. I tell them, while I'm operating in my current reality, I'm living every day in my future reality. I'm living in my destiny. I'm living in the overcoming of this moment. I'm living in the triumph of what's about to happen. I'm living in what I know is going to happen if I just stay the course. See, I am never going to be stuck anywhere. Even when it's going good, I'm still climbing. Even when, So it's never, I never have to change my mindset. I'm climbing. If, if I'm in a great place, I'm climbing. If, I, if I'm in a horrible place, I'm climbing. I'm never satisfied. I'm never fixed. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going until I get it. If I get knocked back a few points, it doesn't matter to me because I'm still climbing. This isn't going to always be this way. It's going to get better. I know this, so I'm not caught up in it. I'm not overwhelmed by it. I'm not taken down by it. I'm not deterred. I know where I'm going because I'm living in it now. I'm literally living in it. I'm, I'm dealing with the reality of now functionally. But mentally, I'm already out of it. And the mental element is more powerful than the physical uh, proximity. Where I'm at physically has no, no, I mean, can't lay a candle to where I'm at mentally. So I'm never, ever caught up in that. Okay, let's move on. When you are in a subconscious state, when you allow your imagination to take over, when you allow your subconscious mind to have this program hardwired into it that does the right thing to get you where you want to go all the time, you'll find that time fast, passes faster. When you are constantly focused on something with your conscious mind, time goes by slowly. If you're sitting up trying to watch a pot boil, if you, it, it, it's going to boil at the same time. And if you are there, if you're not there, but if you're watching it, it seems like time just slows down. You could talk to somebody that's been to prison. And the one thing they're going to tell you is don't count the days. Why? Because that's a conscious, that's a conscious action. You're literally sitting up counting the days. It takes forever. Say, lose yourself in what's going on. Find something you like doing. Find yourself a passion. Get caught up in everything that you can control and you can do. And don't get caught up in the things you can't control. They don't understand the principles behind it, most of them, but they know if you start to count them days, it will literally destroy you. They understand. That's not where you want to be. You want to use your conscious mind to set the standard and then program the subconscious mind to carry out the function. So that's that's the next thing. The third thing is the subconscious is governed by beliefs. 
as you're observing in those first seven years that I told you earlier, you're developing a belief system. You are creating a paradigm, a lens through which you're going to view life. What you perceive to be possible, what you perceive to be impossible, what you perceive to be working against you, and you can break it down in so many different ways. Some people believe life is happening to them. Other people understand that life is responding to them. The people who believe life is happening to them will consistently operate from a place of victimhood. They are always victims. Somebody's always doing something to them. They're experiencing life from a very helpless position. On the flip side, those who know that life is responding to them understands if I've got a result that I don't like, I've got to change something about what I'm doing, how I'm thinking, how I'm speaking, how I'm behaving. Because the universe, God, however you want to look at it, is responding to where I'm at in my thinking, in my speech, and in my behavior. I can never get anything that I am not producing through thought, through speech, and behavior. So if I don't like it, I've got to change it. I'm in control. Even when someone else is doing something against me, I'm in control of how I respond to it. And then we move on. Every thought, number four, every thought has a physical repercussion. There's a physical impact by every thought. Thought, number one, every thought generates an energy. When you think it, it generates an energy. If you think something negative, if you are sitting up saying, man, I'm going to get fired today. It's going to emit negative energy. It's going to immediately have an impact on your body. You're going to start to feel nervous on this side. Your stomach is going to start to get all queasy. Your body is going to start to release two hormones in particular, a number of different stress hormones, but at the top is cortisol and adrenaline. They are made for fight or flight. In other words, when you thought that thought, your body sensed a threat. But your body is prehistoric, and your brain that's producing these, these, these uh, biochemical reactions is prehistoric. It's ancient. So when it senses a threat, it's sensing a saber-toothed tiger in, in the bush. It's sensing, and I know they say man didn't exist at the same time. Well, what, what, whatever, whatever the threat was anciently, it's, it's perceiving it. And it's looking at it and said, okay, i got to either fight this tiger or i got to run. But I, whatever it is, I got to live. So it's preparing to flee or fight. Now, the problem is when you do that, it drains blood from uh, organs like the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the brain, especially the prefrontal cortex where your rational thinking takes place, your ability to operate with certain inhibitions to not do things you shouldn't do. All that stuff is gone. All you are doing now is having that blood run to your activity so you can either run or you can fight. Now, that's the problem. Now, that one thought created that. That's negative. Now, that's negative energy, and you can see how it impacts the body. And, 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 and the other thing is, it's not just happening in the body. It's being emitted outward. People sense it. Have you ever just walked in a room, and you were in a good mood, and you walk in a room, you don't even know anybody in it. You may be at a doctor's office. You may be in there for an interview. You may be meeting with a client in, 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 in a, at a satellite location or whatever. And you walk in, and immediately your, your, your high is impacted. Now it works both ways. And it actually works better when you're kind of down and you walk into a place and you get lifted. But you walk in a place, you're trying to figure out what in the heck just happened. There's somebody with some energy that's opposing the energy you have. And it's a strong enough level that you feel it. Now, the thing is, you, have the, you still have the control through a number of different ways of lifting yourself back up. You don't have to be a victim to anybody else's energy when you know how to control your own. But it can happen. All of this is happening because that's the power of emitted energy. You ever seen a guy in the club? I know it's been a long time I've been in the club. I used to have a lot of stuff going on. So I spent a lot of time in the club promoting different things 
uh, that I had going on business-wise. And I used to sit up and I used to watch some cats. And you would look at them and say, okay, they just pulling, you know, they pulling these ladies. And you try to say, okay, what, 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 what is it they got? You know, you looking at them and say, okay, this cat must do this or he must do it. And you start to learn it's just an average dude. And not saying that in a negative way, but, you know, when you see somebody flocking to a person like that, you think maybe they are an athlete, maybe they are uh, a uh, performer, entertain or something, but you look, who's just got a regular job, you know, doing good, and he's attracted to what? Confidence. Confidence emits energy. Not only does confidence emits energy, this dude, if you watch the girls that are flocking toward him, they're almost all the same. He's so in tune, not only with who he is, but with what he wants. And he's literally attracting it to him. That's the law of attraction on another level. Everybody thinks of the law of attraction and thinks of money. Everything you want in life, you draw to you or you push away from you, depending on how you're thinking. And you've got to learn how to train yourself to think in a way that you produce the things you want. Five, one of my favorites, you hear me say this almost every time you hear me talk, you get what you expect. Why do you get what you expect? Because what you expect creates a certain frequency, a certain level of energy that is emitted, that moves through the body, that creates your response. And then that is multiplied by how you respond to that negative energy. If you expect something bad to happen, you have a negative vibe going. And that negative vibe will probably make you feel more negative until you catch on to the fact that you're thinking negative. Now, for people who are Christians and read the Bible and you, you, know, you know all the scriptures and everything, I'm going to use one for you. This is what it means when it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mining in God for the pull it down of stronghold, casting down arguments and every high thought that exalts itself from the knowledge of God. Check this out. Bringing every thought into captivity. Bringing every thought into captivity. Catch what you're thinking that does not align with what you want and immediately arrest it and replace it with a thought that is conducive to producing what it is you want. That's how it's done. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're Muslim, whether you're atheist, whatever your, 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 your faith system is, no matter what you believe, there's a faith. Even if you are an atheist, your faith is that there is no God. So you still have to have some form of operating in a world that is controlled by universal laws that you cannot change. So the best way to learn is how are the laws set to work for you instead of against you. And it's understanding the mind because everything is created out, created out of the mind, the consciousness. One day... Maybe next week I'm going to come to you and the entire segment is going to be on the quantum field and how that relates to faith and how that relates to what you produce, how it relates to the law of attraction, the quantum field. If you don't understand quantum field or quantum reality, then there's so much missing because everything is mystic to you. It's, it's magical. When there's no magic, it's straight energy. I have the power of my mind. Your thoughts have physicality. That's the unbelievable force that you have. Your thoughts have physicality. Now, we know for a fact your thoughts have physicality on a micro level. But we're starting to learn that your thoughts have physicality on a macro level, that you can start to impact large situations, large environments, large objects when you understand the power at at, at play. So we get what you expect. Now, here's another one that I always talk about. Your subconscious mind is always eavesdropping on your environment, on your self-talk, on what it's observing. It's always looking. It's always listening. It's always smelling. It's always feeling. It's never stopping. It's always observing. So what what does that mean? That means that the more, if you want something positive, 
the, the, the predominance of what you engage on a regular basis has to be positive. It has to be positive. You can't engage negativity all the time and think you can program your brain because remember, your brain is the program. I mean, it's, it's uploaded with the program, the stimuli you've engaged predominantly at age seven. So, so let, let's break away from that. So what, 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 what if I had a sucked life up until age seven? What if I had a sucked life up to age 10? What, what if I, everything that's programmed works against me? How do I undo it if it's programmed and hardwired in at age seven? Well, see, that's the process of when you're in theta from birth up until age seven. You're observing and you're imagining. You're either creating on your own or you're observing and you're making these rules and laws in your mind of what will work, what won't work, what's this, what's that. Okay, at age seven, that stops. Now you're operating on that program. Well, how do you change the program? There's only one way you change the program. Create a new thought, create a new reality, create a new way of thinking, and then through repetition, make it the predominant program. In other words, that's how habits are built. Some people say 21 days. Some people say 30 days. Uh, mostly when I work with my, my clients, I use 30-day 30, 30 increments of shift in creating new ideas, new thoughts, new focuses, and new results. And it's, it's, it's what you do repetitively. If you keep saying it, your mind can't distinguish whether it's real or not. You can lie to your brain. That's how you actually get on a negative sense, a person that's lying so well because it's because they actually believe the lie they're telling. That's because they've told it so many times, it's actually become a part of their reality. They can, re- they can repeat it. It, it, it's so smooth, it, it, and you believe it because they've repeated it so much. It's become part of their reality. Now, the thing is, you can sit up and trick your brain into believing what you want it to do because it's constantly listening, it's waiting on you to tell it, am I on the right program or should I shift? And you are in control of that program. You get to say, this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be doing it. And you got to repeat it. You wake up every morning and say, okay, uh, I'm working at a nine to five. five. They're paying me 65 to 75,000. I know I'm worth at least 300,000. I'm, I'm a six-figure person at the very least. I know that. And you're worth more, far more than that. I don't care who you are and where you are at now. You are worth more than what you're being paid. You have to understand the worth. You have to find a way to look inside of you, find your gifting, find your talent, find your purpose and your passion, and log log into it and dis, decide that I'm going to raise my level. It's called next-level thinking and it produces next-level living. That should be your goal. When you reach a goal, don't get stuck in it. When you reach a goal, don't get hunkered down and and become complacent in it. Say, I've reached it. Celebrate it. Give yourself some doubt. Look yourself in the mirror. Call yourself a beast, but then man up, woman up. Say, you know what? It's time for the next level. It's next-level living. It's never a level you're going to reach where you're supposed to be satisfied. Because here's the problem. We live in a universe where uh, there's no such thing as static existence. Everything is dynamic. It's in motion. It's moving. So you're either moving up or you're moving down. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You're never, ever static in a moving and a dynamic universe. You might think you are, but that's because either the movement forward or the movement backward or the movement up or the movement down is so slow that it's not easily perceivable. But you're never static. You're either going up or you're coming down. You're either filling your brain with positive information or you are filling it with negative information or you're not filling it at all and it's slowly slowly declining into a reversion or regression. You're going to have to understand that. You have to engage something every day that lifts you, that educates you, that takes you somewhere you've never been before. 
in your imagination, in your reading, in your observation. You got to understand that while everybody's telling you that, you know, music doesn't have an impact, it does. What type of music are you listening to? What are you reading? What type of, how many fight videos you come across in a day that you get fixed in? Because the very nature of the fact that you can sit up and watch the fight video speaks to a certain thought process that needs to be dealt with. Because in what way could that possibly be something positive? So it's either positive or negative. There's no neutral. We live in a world of absolutes. So kind of, every time somebody answers one of my questions with, well, kind of, no, you're sugarcoating it and you're lying to yourself and you're trying to deliver the lie to me through a kind of, no, you're either doing this or you're not. You're either working on your future or you're not. You're either committed to winning or you're not. It's not, well, I'm kind of in the game. No, you're either in the game or you're not. Just because you're on the field don't mean you're in the game. Number seven, the subconscious will always win in a war with the conscious. Why? Because you can't remain conscious constantly. The subconscious will always take over. That's what happens when you lose your train of thought. Subconscious took over your thought. That's what happens when you get caught up in a conversation and something happens and you get pulled away and you can't remember the last three sentences a person says. Subconscious took you and took you somewhere else where at that moment it felt what it was taking you was more important than what you were doing. The subconscious will take over and drive you home if you sit up and focus on something and you'll lose yourself and not remember any of it. Subconscious always wins. So if you don't have your subconscious programmed right, you can come up with these little things you say every now and then. One day I'm going to. I, 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 I just know in my heart I'm going to. But if the subconscious has got a program running saying the contrary, you can say that all day long, but you're not going to say it all day long because the subconscious is going to start filling you with self-talk that's more in line with its reality. Here's another thing. The subconscious is always looking to prove and underwrite what it is your belief system is. And if you don't change it, it will constantly reinforce your current reality. So if you sit up and you have a belief that because I come from an impoverished background, poverty is my lot in life, your subconscious is going to go out and find all of the proof that makes that right because it has to substantiate a belief. A lot of us have heard the term cognitive dissonance. Well, that's what happens when if you got a belief system or a paradigm that says, because I come from an impoverished background, poverty is my line in life. And then all of a sudden, a belief, a, a new uh, idea is put in front of you that no matter what background you come from, you can rise in any area of life that you decide. That's in direct, diametric opposition to what your belief is. Now, your brain has two things that it's going to do. It's either going to sit up and say, I'm going to adopt a new belief, which is hardly unlikely on the first introduction to that that idea. Or it's going to find a way to discredit the belief by going out and finding all of these other different facts or statements or uh, assumptions that support that. Man, I got all this working against me. Well, you know, if they won't let me in and they won't allow me to do this, they won't finance a business. I can't get a business loan. All these things that are saying why I'm stuck in being poor. We'll never acknowledge that you can self-finance, you can crowdfund, that you can go out and create an environment on the internet where you can use the actual work you do to fund your growth of your business. And there's so many different other things that you can do that says, I don't have to depend on conventional uh, modes and mechanisms to get where I want to get. I have the ability to go into my mind and create things right now that don't even exist and produce exceptional and extraordinary things without anybody's permission. See, in order to do that, I got to program my mind to always be open. 
So when I started programming my mind, I didn't program my mind to believe anything specific. I programmed my mind to always look for the better truth that supports the direction I'm going. So if I get in a place and say, okay, this is my limitation, I'm only seeing it for what it is at the very moment. I'm looking for a way to break through that limitation, and I'm open to any suggestions and ideas. I never become dogmatic about anything because I'm learning every time I become dogmatic, I lock myself into a truth that's not really a truth. It's a momentary event in my life that I can overcome because there's absolutely nothing in this world I can't overcome. Well, if I can over overcome anything, anything I'm in right now is not something I should be dogmatic about. So the thing was number nine. What you use the most sort of sets off. If you want to control what's in the subconscious, this is where the conscious mind plays the alpha role. It can't play the alpha role in dominating behavior, but it can play the alpha role in determining what program is run. See, I can determine with my consciousness whether I'm going to watch this video about self-healing or watch this fight video. I can determine with my consciousness whether I will receive somebody telling me that I'm going to fail or immediately speak against it, call forth all thoughts and ideas and speech patterns that reduce that produce an idea and a vision of something different, immediately revoking that idea, tying it up, arresting it, bringing it into captivity, and dismissing it. I have the ability with my conscience to determine what program will be run by what I allow to be uploaded into my brain and into my subconscious. That kind of leads into the final, number 10. The program you're running right now isn't fixed. It's locked in, but it's not fixed. And there's a difference. Fixed means it's not going anywhere. Locked in means that it's solid and it's what's going to happen unless you do something about it. You got to unlock it, take it out, replace it. And the subconscious mind is extremely vulnerable to suggestion. That's why affirmations work. Not because you're saying something positive and it's in the atmosphere, but because you're making suggestions to the mind. And the more you make them to the mind, the mind cannot, the mind does not have, the subconscious mind does not have the power to say it's good or bad, it's real or wrong, it's whatever. It simply says, okay, this is what I'm getting constantly. That's something to it. This is where we're going to start focusing. It's being sent through the reticular activating system, and it's being processed. It's being processed. It's being processed. And all of a sudden now, your speech patterns start to change. See, you used to be negative. You used to focus on everything. Man, the light bill do. Man, I'm about to get repoed. Man, I'm about to get evicted. Man, these people going to fire me. And if they fire me, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my family. Oh, and all of this stuff is what you used to talk. You used to be yourself. And everything about that says I'm a victim. Everything about that says I have no control. Everything about that says I'm powerless. But then when you start to sit up and say, I'm powerful, I'm abundant. I am abundant. Now, it didn't say I will have abundance, I will access abundance. It says I am abundant. These are affirmations I speak to myself every day. I am abundant. I attract money every day. And, and at the time I started saying this, I was going through that rough spell. I had used affirmations before, but I hadn't used them in the way that I said, I'm, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it this way. And I said, I am abundant. I am focused. I attract money every day. Now, it, 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 eventually, it, it, it eventually manifests them. But when it first manifested, the money I was attracting every day was $10, $20. But see, I didn't focus on the amount. I focused on what I was able to produce, and I started to understand that the amount was simply a reflection of the progress and what the limitations of what I thought. So I took the limitations off. 
And then I started to say the same thing. And what I can tell you is every day money comes. How much money is not really what we're talking about now. That's between me and my family, but my family's okay. And I am constantly moving. Right now, I'm in the middle. I just finished, just to give you an idea, I just finished. I'm currently operating at current six companies. My number one focus is the Visionetics Institute because that's where my passion lies. Everything else still operates in the way of helping people or businesses do things. But the Visionetics Institute is getting to the heart of the matter and it's turning on the light for anybody who wants the light turned on regardless. Right. So I'm in this. And so I'm trying to expand this to expand the reach, to move from working predominantly in one-on-one sessions to also being in a situation where now I'm operating and I'm doing events and some other things. And so I'm expanding. And in order to expand and open up the opportunity for private investing, I had to do a valuation. And that valuation after doing it this week to understand where I had come from in just what? This is six years from when I hit when all hell broke loose six years ago to where I'm at now and all the stuff that people said wouldn't happen and all the little negative stuff that floats around about me still to the day that bounces off. I don't even address it now. You know, what, what I, I could care less what somebody said about me. I would be more, if I were you, I'd be more focused on what I'm doing than what Rick's doing because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing no matter what you think, because that's the last thing on my mind is worrying about what somebody thinks. So, what am I getting at? I'm saying that when you start to speak it, it has an impact. Your brain and your subconscious mind, your non-conscious brain, two different things. The mind is the immaterial. The brain is the material. It's like the computer and the user. So here we go. We got this thing now. We got the software uploaded. and We're thinking a certain way because we're programming our own brain. Instead of sitting up and waiting on what I might experience today to pro- be a part of my new program. And why, why is it important every day? Because we learned there's this thing called neuroplasticity, right? Where we once thought everything is fixed, we're learning that every day we are developing neural pathways. Now, some pathways are developed and they are, you know, and then they, 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 they atrophy away because we don't use them and we don't create any repetition with them to lock them in. But then there are other things we take on and we constantly engage it long enough, 30 days, 21 to 30 days, and it becomes a part of our belief system. Now, now it's a part of the program program because everything is being controlled by the beliefs. So now I choose, instead of waiting on hearing bad news or waiting on hearing how the economy is going to shut down business growth and all that stuff, I go read a book, How to Operate and Function and Build Wealth in Crisis. Most of the people who build massive wealth invest in crisis. Why? Because everything I want to buy is going to be cheaper because the values have fallen. But everything we always know that the economy always recovers. The stock market always recovers. The housing market always recovers. The Forex always produces. So there are just cycles. It automatically, you know, in enough time, normally every four or five years, you get a bear market where you get a drop. Sometimes it's substantial enough that you call it uh, 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 you know, uh, a crisis or, or a recession, or then it drops into a crisis if it goes into 30, 40%, but it recovers. It always does. It's a cycle. You can never have something go up because the market is never true. Uh, the market is either over-exaggerated or under-exaggerated, and it has to correct itself. Normally when it corrects, it corrects with such force that then it goes extreme in another direction, and eventually that will have to be corrected. It's real simple when you step back and allow yourself to read, learn. You can learn this stuff. Well, at the end of the day, what are you learning? Who are you engaging? Who are you working with? 
Who are you allowing to shape what you think? Who are you connecting with that will allow you to shape what you think? What books are you reading? What videos are you watching? What information, data, and stimuli are you pursuing that support the reality that you say you want? In essence, that's it. What are you doing? What are you doing to change it? The subconscious mind is so immensely powerful in producing. It's controlling your behavior. I mean, everything you do instinctively comes from the subconscious mind. Everything you do habitually comes from the subconscious mind. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. You get through half your morning routine on subconscious. You, I mean, and you do it so often, it just happens. The, and the wonderful thing about all of this is you get to pro program, you get to program what that process and that, 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 that pattern is. Success has patterns. Program your mind to flow through the pattern. Learn what people who are doing what you want to do are doing. Research it, study it, whatever. Look. I hope that I opened up some thought processes. Uh, you're never stuck. You're absolutely never stuck. Don't buy into that. If you gotta tell yourself one uh, uh, one thing today, if that's the if, if repeat it constantly today. I can create new realities. I can create a new truth. Remember what I taught you about how to manifest things. Uh, I believe it was the day before yesterday. How to manifest things. You literally can manifest things. I'm telling you, I do it. This is not esoteric, uh, metaphysical. It's not some philosophy. It's science. The world will, life and the universe will deliver whatever price you demand of it. But you have got to understand how to place the demand. Nothing can be withheld from you in this world, in this life, when you know how to place the demand. You place it with confidence. You, you place it with commitment and you move toward it. When you make up in your mind that it's something you want and you decide within yourself with certainty that you can have it, the universe will conspire on your behalf to bring it to you. That's the truth. Learn how to operate in this world to produce the life you desire. Me and my wife are living it right now. And I remember when we first, I guess she's looking at me. It was crazy. And that's it. But, and, and the thing is, I didn't push it on her. She watched me. And I loved her. And she watched me. And I loved her. And I kept doing. And, and sometimes she would look at me and say, I don't see anything. I said, keep watching. Keep watching. And, and the thing is, no matter what happened, she never saw my confidence drop. She's like, man, we, get, we just took this hit. No, you're seeing the wrong thing. See, I'm, I'm seeing way up there. Come on, just ride, ride with me. And now the manifestations are starting to take place in the third dimension. See, I was living in the fifth and the fourth dimension. I was operating where my thoughts were creating a reality that nobody else could see, but I was already living in it. And I didn't demand of her to get there. I said, just come on. And then all of a sudden, she started to feel the energy shift when she started thinking the same way. And then she learned I can control my energy. And she took what she already knew and already had, and she developed her own way of focusing. And now we're sitting up and we are moving into a whole new reality and experiencing some of the things we planted some time ago and, 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 and had to have patience as it as the seeds we planted went through the gestation process. And that's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. Don't be discouraged by delay. Delay does not mean denial. 
there's a gestation period for every seed you plant. Now the rose bush, the rose bush grows and gestate the seeds of a rose bush gestates at a much rapid pace than the acorn, which is the seed of the oak tree. Now you have to understand, based on what I'm planting and expecting to harvest, will determine my gestation period. But also, what else is determining a determinant in the gestation period is the fact that that is the fact that I may not be planting in fertile soil. See, the richness of the soil is important as well. See, some of you are planting in uh, mineral deficit, uh, uh, in, in soil that has a mineral deficit. You're planting in areas where there's a lot of negativity. You're planting in areas where people are constantly telling you what you can't do. You're planting in areas where there's not a lot of love and support. You've got to find people that see your gift. You've got to find people that will back your play. You've got to find people, uh, uh, I can't think of the philosopher that said this, but you've got to sit up and find people that will fan your flame that'll see you set the fire of your passion. And instead of pee on it or toss water on it, they'll fan it. Give it the air, the oxygen, and the life it needs to grow. That's going to determine gestation period as well. But the problem is don't give up. Don't buy into negativity. Denounce it the moment you receive it. Tell yourself, I'm creating a new reality. I have the power within me to call things that are not and manifest them into life and bring them forth. I can do this. I am, matter of fact, you're doing it anyway. If you got a bunch of negativity, you're speaking it, you're thinking it, speaking it, manifesting it, and calling it forth. You might as well switch that up and bring some stuff into your life that you want. That's the thing about this. You are manifesting Regardless, you might as well manifest something powerful, something positive, something enduring, something that will build and speak to your legacy. That's the power of it all. Look, I got to get out of here. But I hope that I left you with something. Learn and speak it. Like I said, uh, for those who are interested in learning how you can work with me one-on-one, there's a link up there. For those who want to get the book Critical Mass, there's a link for that. Whatever it is that you do, make sure that you are making a constant conscious effort to monitor what you're uploading into your brain and into your subconscious so that you control the programming because you are operating on a program every day. Be in control of the program. With that being said, I got to get off here. As I always say, I'm going to live my life on full so that I die on me. I encourage you to do the same thing. With that being said, I'm out of here.